Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Fairy Tales, the podcast dedicated to providing you with chilling tales and the history behind all your favorite fears and frights. I'm your ever-grinning host, Paul Dennis. We've all had close encounters with people that just didn't feel right. Walking the city streets at night or in your favorite coffee shop, encountering someone who just made your skin crawl and filled your stomach with a sense of dread. Most times, these never amount to anything. But sometimes... This week, I'd like to take a look at such a random encounter. One that comes closer and closer to terrifying as the protagonist walks their normal route through their familiar city, each step driving them forward until their chance meeting with the entity known as the Smiling Man. Now, grab a warm drink for this cool night. Lock the doors, check under the bed, and in the closet. Settle into your favorite seat and listen closely. It's time for another fairy tale. About five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the U.S. I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night and never once had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. But all of that changed in just a few minutes of one evening. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning and I was walking near a police patrolled park quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street, on my side, was the silhouette of a man, dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance walking, heading straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still, until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted back slightly, looking off to the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back, and then stopped dead in my tracks. He had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me but still looking skyward, 
smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him, and then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps, as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very, very quickly. I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen as the smiling man crept toward me. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile, still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what do you want? In an angry, commanding tone. What came out was a whimper. What? Regardless of whether or not humans could smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around very slowly and started dance walking away, just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time, he was running. I ran too. I ran until I was off the side road and back onto a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile. But he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night, and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk. He didn't look high. He looked completely and utterly insane. And that's a very, very scary thing to see. Well, after that, I know that I'm not going to be walking anywhere anytime soon, or else I might meet the smiling man. 
The story of the smiling man was first seen on the Let's Not Meet subreddit by the Reddit user Blue underscore title. This was back on April 6, 2012. Uh, he had submitted the story to the subreddit, again, Let's Not Meet, which is actually true encounters that people have experienced with less than savory or creepy people out and about or at their own homes, on the phone, things like that. So according to the author, this story is based off of a true encounter with somebody that he met. It led to a lot of speculation in the comments about what was going on, if the person was indeed on drugs or drunk or just something. Um, and of course, like many stories, it escalated and it became something more. There was even a short film that came out based on it that somebody wanted to do called 2AM. Uh, the film itself, very creepy, very ominous. It only has one line in the whole thing. So the, the whole story is told through this visual narrative that really pieces together what's going on and ups the creep factor of this guy, the smiling man. I actually watched it here recently, and it does have a slightly different ending. Um, not what you would expect. I was expecting more of something like a jump scare or something bigger happening, but... It just leaves it very ambiguous, which I always enjoy. Of course, as I mentioned, these kinds of stories do tend to either die out or they become bigger and larger than life, a true urban legend. Uh, if you listen to the first episode of my first season, the first ever episode, we discussed the same phenomenon with the creature known as the Slender Man. So if you haven't heard that one, I would recommend going and checking it out because it does set up a lot of what is to come and what has happened in terms of internet lore and how these urban legends grow on the internet, which is a newer phenomenon. Like the Slenderman stories, we see this pop up in a forum, just somebody talking about something innocuous, something that they may have found or encountered. Really not a lot to go on, just based on whatever this person, this user, decided to submit. With this one, it did grow based on everybody else's input. The main thing that people started seeing was that the Smiling Man would pop up elsewhere, in different areas, different countries. Some people found out where the initial user blue underscore title was from, and they claimed that they had met the same Smiling Man while they were walking. Uh, soon enough, he started showing up at people's houses, outside their windows. His powers grew. A lot of people claimed that his smile would infect others if he caught them, and they'd walk around being the Smiling Man. He was able to move quicker he was able to disappear appear around corners vanish into the night just all these things where he would grow as a character and as a supernatural being and all this based off of just one tiny story one thing this guy probably didn't even know how big this was going to be but that's how urban legends grow and we do get to see that in this which is great now there have been some other examples of creepy, smiling people you may not want to meet. While a smile is definitely something we'd like to see on a normal basis, there is something unsettling about it when the person won't stop smiling. Something that really unnerves a human, and even some animals and how they react. Uh, take for example the Cartoon Network cartoon called Courage the Cowardly Dog. 
uh, in itself, very frightening themes going on. A lot of times what the dog is seeing isn't quite what's happening, but some of these scenes that happen have scared a lot of kids, myself included. On the first season, in 1999, there was an episode called Freaky Fred. Uh, Fred was this creepy grinning guy, very, very obsessed with Courage. He was actually a relative of the family that Courage lived with. Uh, he would creep around like the smiling man. He'd pop up around corners, always with this big, wide grin on his face. Uh, of course, Courage, like always, was very suspicious with him, was trying to tell people what was going on. Nobody was watching him. Uh, it turns out that Freaky Fred was a barber. Uh, he was trying to get in as a freaky barber. There was an actual club of people who would do unique haircuts and peculiar hairstyles. The whole point of the episode was Fred was trying to give Courage a haircut. He had some past trauma that every time he saw Courage, he just had this urge to shave him. He actually had this urge for a lot of people, which is why he got kicked out of the Freaky Barber Club. So the whole episode, he's chasing Courage around, trying to shave him. He does manage to get a few pieces of his fur off, but they finally catch him and they take him away. Uh, it is considered one of the scariest Courage episodes by a lot of fans. Uh, over more in the adult live-action world, we got Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a horror TV show in the 90s. Uh, one of the villains, or monsters, I guess, would be the Gentleman. Uh, this was another creepy, smiling group. These were made up of demons. They had to extract seven hearts in every town that they came to in order to stay alive. So they'd come in, they were always smiling, always grinning, they had these metallic teeth... Uh, they were very supernatural. They would hover off of the ground to move. They were invulnerable to absolutely everything except for human screams. So what they would do is when they rolled into town, they would have this magic box and they'd steal everyone's voices in, in the town that they're working in. So that way nobody could harm them, nobody could weaken them, and they could just go through and take as many hearts as they needed until they got to the seven. Uh, when Buffy rolls in, they're at heart number five, she manages to figure it out and she stops them. But unfortunately, that doesn't stop the nightmares that we've all had from these so-called gentlemen. Uh, the last one that I want to talk about is from a more recent horror movie. In 2012, a movie called Smiley was released. The biggest link that we have here is, A, the fact that the monster is a smiling monster. This time, more of a scarification. He looks like a traditional smiley emoji instead of an actual human face, but it's permanently carved into a smile, so we have that factor. The other part here is, is that it is based off of an urban legend that formulated on the internet. This originated with one of those chat roulette style websites where you would sit on a webcam, you'd roll through, you'd talk to people, see what they're seeing. You could at any time decide not to talk to them, move on to the next one. So you'd have these people who would go into these chat rooms and they'd talk. And what they would do is they would type in three times, I did it for the lols. Now you really can't make this up. And this kind of shows that this it wasn't really the best movie. The plot was kind of thin. It was kind of written to seem like it was a parody of how the internet culture had grown, how these 
terms like lols and this group like anonymous have grown uh, it was supposed to be taken seriously but anybody who's lived through that especially five years later has realized how cheesy and over the top this kind of mentality was but in terms of the urban legend they did pretty well the main girl in the movie hears about this urban legend while she's at a party they're watching a video of the the smiley man taking out somebody that um, had done the I did it for the lols or somebody had done it to him and they put it on YouTube so we see these kinds of growth these kinds of uh, viral infections per se of people who would pass us along and help us grow help us become bigger and of course there's always that question did this really happen are things going on and that's what the girl thinks the girl wonders if something had been really going on if there had been these murders all her friends are starting to get murdered unfortunately at least for us it all turns out to be fake the smiley people were just this fringe group of an uh, based on anonymous it was a prank that grew into urban legend status they had singled her out because she was the new girl kind of crazy and they ended up wanting to take her out and at the end they asked why did they do it they did it for the lols again you can't really make this stuff up but luckily for us now at the end, the boyfriend is talking to the roommate, the one that started this all. He types it in as a joke. The real smiley shows up. Satisfying ending, at least in that part. Once again, all in all, we have a really great example of how an urban legend can really grow from that tiny seed that gets planted that you may not even know is going to start it. Many urban legends that start are genuinely based off of real-life events that are happening or real-life fears that have expanded and expanded and people have compounded it to become something bigger. And this is one of those. This was, again, a real life story that somebody wanted to share they just felt creeped out by the whole thing and we have run with it it's the smiling man is still considered one of the best internet creepypastas one of the best urban legends out there and even knowing what was going to happen as i read it as i watch 2 a.m i still get creeped out by the thought because this is something that we all know. We all know how it feels to be walking out somewhere and something doesn't sit right. Somebody's looking at us weird. Somebody's moving weird. So this is just one of those examples that I want you to really take in and see how it can grow. So remember, if you are walking along your city streets or in your neighborhood and you just see a shape box dancing down the street, walk the other way. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fairy Tales, written and produced by me. Music, as always, is provided by Nicholas Gasparini. New episodes are released every Wednesday, and if you do enjoy the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, as well as leave me a five-star rating and review. Uh, every little bit of feedback helps, plus the reviews and ratings do get seen and allow the show to get more exposure and get seen. So if this is something you do enjoy and want to support, that's the biggest way you can show me. Uh, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FearyTales13. Also, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash FearyTales. And you can take a look at some of the rewards and goals that I'm trying to hit and uh, some things that we have. 
For the last few weeks, I was releasing mini-sodes on Friday, which are one of the Patreon rewards and something I would love to keep going, featuring some short stories and some other little tidbits that we find in short episodes for Friday. So definitely take a look at that and uh, see what you feel. One last reminder that I am taking submissions for original stories, so if you would like to collaborate, learn what kind of themes I'm going to be touching on soon, what kind of stories I'm looking for, I'd definitely love to hear from you guys. Uh, My email is fairytales616 at gmail.com. So send me a message over there, just asking any questions that you may have, wanting to discuss any things, or any other topics or themes that you guys might have, as well as some recommendations, because I'm always looking for new things to discuss. So once again, I thank you for checking in to Fairy Tales, and I hope you guys have a very frightening night.